Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's an exciting time to be alive. It is a time to walk with God. And uh, so my goal with these podcasts, these these Victory Weekly podcasts, is just to keep us stirred up in God, keep us all pointed in the right direction, and to minister life in the various areas of life from the Word of God. So um, getting right back to it, we're talking about healing being the will of God for the believer this is the first time you've heard this, go back and listen to weeks of podcasts in the past uh, where I, I began talking about healing being the will of God and, and how you can receive your healing. And I'm right in the middle of, of talking about um, this next section of this teaching, which is healing hindrances. Uh, and we are talking about the first uh, hindrance to healing that we're going to talk about out of four. They're negative emotions, misuse of the body. There's unforgiveness, and the fourth one's disobedience. Now, we are right on the end stage of talking about negative emotions and how they hinder physical health and what we are on the inside. And go back and listen, particularly last week's podcast, the week before, I'm talking about negative emotions and how they and how they really impact our lives. And you know what? We've got to be willing to we got to be willing to let them go. And the only way to do that is to have a relationship with the Lord. So uh, again, if you have um, if you have open-ended relationships in your life, you've been through a divorce, you're, maybe you got laid off from a job, maybe somebody didn't treat you fairly at work, maybe you're having tension with your children, tension at home in your marriage, uh, you know, there's a thousand ways that tension comes into our life through relationships. You've got to be willing to get before God, lay those things out before Him. He never created us to, to uh, go through life alone. He created us to depend on Him. That's why Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Philippians 4, 6, as I concluded the last podcast, I mentioned Philippians 4, and I didn't get through 6 through 8. It says, Don't worry over anything whatever, J.B. Phillips' translation. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And then it says, The peace of God, which transcends human understanding will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. So again, you know, the answer to internal angst is the peace of God. And it comes when we open our mouth and pour out our heart and tell God the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent things that bother us. And we ask him to help us. And there's some area that we've messed up in and we've, we've caused some of it. We confess that. We own that. We ask the Lord to help us. And then sometimes when necessary, he wants us to go back and make things right with a person if that's possible. Verses 8 and 9 of Philippians 4 says this. Here's a piece of advice, J.B. Phillips' translation, Philippians 4, 8 through 9. If you believe in goodness and if you value approval of God, fix your minds on things which are holy and right and pure and beautiful and good. Model your conduct on what you have learned from me, on what I've told you and shown you, and you will find the God of peace will be with you. So again, wow, it's talking about what we think about, and what we think about is directly related to who we are inside. So that's the reason we have to let these things go, ask God to help us. You know what? He promised that he would. You know, uh, Luke 4, 18 
Jesus uh, went to a synagogue as he began his ministry right after he was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. He went to a synagogue, and, and the Bible just actually laid open to this to the verse in Isaiah, and uh, Jesus read it, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So that's Jesus for you. You may need to deal with worry to forgive a person who's hurt you again, to release an abuser, to let someone go you think owes you something uh, that took advantage of you. You may be dealing with the after effects of a divorce, whatever it is. If you'll pour out your heart, cry out to God, I tell you, it's amazing how it releases the internal pressure. So negative emotions, if we want health, you cannot ignore negative emotions that arise from just living in a fallen world with people who don't do life perfectly and with yourself who sometimes we just do the wrong thing and make mistakes. But thank God there is forgiveness with God and there is a way out of challenges that sometimes we've helped create or that others have created. And you know what? We can deal with negative emotions before the throne of God. Second um, healing hindrance I'm going to get into today is the misuse of the body. Sometimes we create the physical problems we have by misusing our bodies in several areas. Let's talk first of all about diet. Now, I pers my personal opinion we have a terrible diet often in the United States of America. We have made uh, food convenient. Uh, we have lots of fast food places to eat. And a lot of the fast food is simply not healthy, not cooked properly. And uh, a lot of the ingredients we need, uh, the, the nutrition is missing in our, in our foods. Even when you go to the grocery store, the boxed foods, the highly processed foods do not contain all of the nutrition that you need to sustain your life. God created us to eat uh, live, uh, healthy foods. And if we'll do that, it aids physical health. So, you know, sometimes we need to deal with our diet if we want the best that God has for us physically. Exodus 15, 26, listen to the New Living Translation. And this is the covenant of healing that God made with his people. He said, if you'll listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. See, God, now, now that, that's so good. See, God gave Israel dietary, moral, and hygienic laws when you go back and Read the Old Testament, particularly the book of Leviticus. It was a sin for them not to obey. He knew, listen, God knew what was good for their bodies. And the disregard of God's laws brought physical weakness and sickness, not just physically, but then also dis disregarding God's moral commandments. Also, it created, uh, it created angst on the inside, which created illness in the human body. And God knew that. So he gave them... He gave them a, a, a strict set of rules and regulations, so to be, speak, to follow. Now, we're not under the law. I understand that. We're under grace. But at the same time, we need to use wisdom in how we deal with our physical bodies and what we do with our diet. Uh, let me just say this. Many times I have uh, laid hands on people for healing, and I knew intuitively. 
as I was laying hands on the person, that their wrong diet choices are affecting them adversely and that the condition would come back that I'm praying for. They might be healed, but unless they make choices to change their, their habits, their dietary habits, then that, it, it creates an, an, an opportunity for that condition to come back unless the person makes the changes. You know, uh, was it Benjamin Franklin that coined the phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? So, you know, we need to, particularly in America, we need to listen to these things. Listen to the inward promptings of the Holy Spirit about what you eat. And he has, he has dealt with me. I've changed my diet for a number of years now, seeking to eat clean, so to speak, as we call it. And, you know, I don't do it perfectly, but you know what? If you become conscious and cognizant of what you eat, uh, the Holy Spirit will talk. If you ask him to speak to you, he'll show you how to, you need to mend your ways. Listen to Genesis 1, 29 and 30. This is what God said about our food. New Living Translation, Genesis 1, 29 through 30. Then the Lord God said, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I've given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. So he said he's given us uh, seed-bearing plants, all the fruit trees for your food, every green plant uh, for food, for all the animals, the birds, the, the uh, small animals, the, everything that has life. See, he planted and gave us a creation full of wonderful things, wonderful food substances that are natural, and he wants us to partake of them so we can have his best. And that's what he told his old that's what he told us in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. And many of these things still apply. They're applicable today. Genesis 9, 2 through 4, New Living Translation. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I've given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that is still has lifeblood. So, see, God gave us the vegetable world, the plants and the fruits and the plants and the vegetables uh, to sustain us physically. Our bodies came from the dirt. Uh, uh, plants come from the dirt. And then God made an addition here in Genesis 9, and uh, he allowed uh, animal protein to be eaten by humankind. So um, he gave us the the animals, and then the fish. Uh, and he said, I've placed them in your power and certain birds that we can also eat. He said, I've given them for you as food, just as I've given you grains and vegetables. So again, again, uh, God gave us things, and we just need to learn to eat healthily. First Timothy 4, 3 through 4. Um, and this is what the New Testament says about Diet, they will say it's wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanksgiving. So again, you know, here's an admonition, pray over your food, you know, give thanks for what God has given you. And even though we're not under the stringent dietary laws that the Israelites were, would be, uh, it would be wise to pay attention to the things that we eat and to bless, ask God to bless our food as we do eat. Um, and then uh, it, Acts chapter 10, you remember 
You remember Peter's um, trance and, and, the, and the vision that he had. Verses 10 through 14. This is English Standard Version, Acts 10. And he became, Peter became hungry, wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened. And something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. So see, again, we're not under the law when it comes to food, uh, as, as, as God told Peter. <laughs> um, but it would be right, wise for us to be practical. Smith Wigglesworth, a noted English evangelist who had a worldwide healing ministry, uh, it, it is said of him, and I've read it in his books, that uh, he was in, in a particular place ministering, and, um, and they, uh, he had, you know, they gave him sausage and, and uh, bacon for lunch, and they, they also gave him pork for, uh, uh, for breakfast, I meant to say, and then, and then the same, he had pork for lunch, and then he went out to eat in a restaurant in the evening meal, and, uh, and they called to him, say, Brother Wigglesworth, would you please pray over the meal, and it was, uh, I don't know, it was, uh, it was some, uh, it was pork, uh, part of the meal was pork, the meat portion was pork, and so he, he stood up, and here's what he said, God, if you can, cur you can bless under grace what you're cursed under the law, do the best you can do with this in Jesus' name. I really like that. So, again, we're not under the law when it comes to food. But you know what? It does pay for us to be wise in what we eat because there's so many opportunities for unhealthy eating in the United States of America. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I came across a book many years ago. It was actually encouraged. I was encouraged to read it by one of my board members. And I actually left it on my shelf after he gave it to me for a long period of time, finally picked it up. And it was one of the best books I'd ever read. And the book is entitled What the Bible Says About Healthy Living by Rex Russell, M.D. And uh, again, the book is called What the Bible Says About Healthy Living by Rex Russell. And uh, the book contains three principles for healthy living. And I really like the book. Let me tell you why I started, why I read the book. You know, in 2004, my appendix burst. And I told you the story uh, when I was going on a short-term missions trip to um, India. And, um, and then I spent nine days in the hospital uh, after uh, in recovering from an appendectomy. And it was really, really a tough time. And I began to change my diet. And, and one of the things I did was I read this book. I began reading books on what kinds of foods are good, what kind of foods are not good. Because before that, I did not. I just ate anything I wanted to eat. I'm telling you, I eat fast food, slow food. I eat all kinds of food, you know. But I began to find out. And this book really helped me. And uh, that was 2004. And that's really when I... I was 40, I was four years old, I think, in 2004. I was actually 43, not quite 44, when I started this journey into eating healthily. And I found out a lot about the foods. I have lots of books, both Christian and secular, about foods because I just wanted to know what was the right kinds of things to eat. And this book by Rex Russell, nonetheless, what the Bible says about healthy living, he had three principles for healthy eating that I have taken and, and made a part of my life. Number one, eat only what God created for food. Eat only what God says is food. All right, so, you know, again, these highly processed things, you know, 
I'm not sure we should be eating them. Uh, number two, eat food in its most basic form possible. That, that means raw fruits, raw vegetables as much as possible, he says. Number three, and this is really important, don't overeat. Avoid food addictions. Let moderation be your tone. So again, eat only what God created for food or actually eat only what God says is food. Eat, number two, eat food in its most basic form possible. Three, don't overeat. Avoid food addictions. Have moderation in your life. So again, you know, there are substances. There are all kinds of chemicals, phytochemicals that are in fresh foods, fruits and vegetables and, and the seeds, the legumes that we eat um, that are just what our body needs for optimum health. And again, these, these plants grow out of the ground and they get the nutrition from the ground. And because we're not following, um, we're not following things that keep the soil healthy, then we have to put additives into the soil just so the soils that we plant our vegetation in that we eat uh, uh, are, uh, can at least provide some nutrition for us. But in a lot of ways, our foods today are just stripped of nutrition because of the, the soils are stripped of uh, the things that make them healthy. So again, uh, you know, you just got to really deal with these things. And it's really, really important that you eat properly and, um, and, um, and, and, and talk to the Lord, speak to him about it. You know, many years ago, I just, I had known the Lord very long, just maybe a, a year or maybe two years. And I began to have some really strange physical symptoms. And I took them to the Lord and said, Lord, what do I do about this? And it was an ongoing thing. It, it was just an unusual thing. It was an unusual, um, uh, it was an unusual symptom that I have had. And I said, God, what, what do you want me to do? And I, I, I knew I began to learn what the Bible said about healing. And I said, God, I'm, I'm, t I'm, I'm believing your word, but is there anything I need to change? And see, the Holy Spirit is our helper, right? And so if you need to make a change and an adjustment, if you'll just ask him, he'll speak to you. And what I mean by that is he'll put an impression in your heart about something. It's not that you always hear words, but there's an inward impression about something. And that's the way this came to me. And so I said, Lord, is there anything in my diet that I need? Is there something I'm doing that I need to change? And very clearly inside of me, I had a very strong impression over and over, day after day after day, Mitch, take a multivitamin. Then what the Lord was trying to tell me was my diet was deficient in some things that my body needed. And it was creating this particular symptom. And so I went and bought multivitamins. In fact, eventually, it wasn't long after that, I began to date Susan. And her, uh, her mother was a, a vitamin specialist. She, she sold Shackley vitamins uh, from California. And, uh, and I started taking those too. But prior to that, just bought some multivitamins. And when I did that, that symptom, once I ingested those vitamins and got them, got them uh, in a balanced way in my body, I, it just quit. It just left. And... It really talked to me. The Lord may speak to you not to put as much salt on. Uh, there was a, a person, there was a person somewhere and the Lord spoke to them and said, uh, don't put so much salt on your food. Or on converse way, the Lord may say, you need to add a little extra salt because you're doing a lot of sweating. Whatever. I just know that the Lord has spoken to me about my diet. Sometimes, you know, Sometimes you go out to eat with people and do this or that. Sometimes you overeat, and I'll have him the next meal back up a little bit. Don't eat a whole lot. Let that work through your system. And, uh, you know, God will speak to you, 
about what you need to do with your diet. But my friends, a lot of the maladies that Americans have today are, are in a lot of ways um, as a result of lack of proper diet. And the next time we talk, and lack of rest and exercise. Now, we'll get into the weeds on that next time. So uh, anyway, you know, let God deal with you about what you eat. And again, you know, we are physically what we eat, and it's important. Those things are important. So we trust God spiritually to take care of us. We deal with the negative emotions. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're eating properly. And again, in America, lots of opportunities to eat improperly. So let the Lord speak to you. So Father, thank you for health and healing. Help us to overcome the hindrances to healing. Help us to deal with the negative emotions that may creep up at times and pour our hearts out to you. And then Lord, help us to be practical with ourselves. Help us not to overeat. Help us to eat things that are healthy, things that contain the nutrients that our bodies need to function in an optimum way. Father, I'm expecting to live a long life, and I'm expecting for every part of my body to work as long as I live. Let that be every person's goal in Jesus' name. And Lord, speak to us and talk to us about negative emotions and speak and talk to us about the, uh, our dietary uh, regimen in Jesus' name. And I just give thanks. Well, my friend, God bless you. Looking forward to talking to you more the next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.